0: Welcome to TRC Talks, a podcast by The Reynolds Company, an authorized distributor for Rockwell Automation. This show features conversations with the automation specialists from The Reynolds Company, explaining the evolving landscape of products, services, and solutions
1: for industrial controls and automation. Welcome back to TRC Talks. This is Brad Freeman. And while I am introducing this episode, you'll be hearing from Wayne during today's interview. Today is part three in our series on asset management. When Wayne and I were discussing how to structure this series, we talked about two major themes, tools to make a plan and tools to execute on that plan. Of course, things are never as neat and organized as we would like, and today's episode has one foot firmly planted on each side of this conversation. Wayne described it to me as the bridge between the making and executing of a plan. In this week's interview, he speaks with Mark McGinnis, one of Reynolds' automation and software specialists, about Asset Center. Asset Center is a software package which monitors and archives the programs and parameters of all devices installed on the plant floor. It can be used for change management, disaster recovery, and even some aspects of cybersecurity. I'll leave the more detailed explanation for Wayne and Mark. Starting next week, we'll shift our focus fully to the tools and programs that are aimed at addressing business goals, such as reducing costs, increasing uptime, and improving budget stability. Thank you again for listening. Here is episode number three in our asset management series on Asset Center.
0: So Mark, welcome to the podcast.
1: Morning, Wayne. Thanks for
2: having
0: me. And if you want to take a minute to just give a little bit of your background and how long you've been with the Reynolds company.
2: I've been with the Reynolds company for about 13 years now. Prior to that, I was with an contributor in, uh, in the Midwest. I've worked for, I've worked in oil and gas, manufacturing parts of oil and gas. I've I worked in the semiconductor industry for about 10 years as a process engineer, then moved on to uh, automation. And back in the 90s, we were automating semiconductor, what we call back end processes. There was a lot of robotics, a lot of precision placement, a lot of automation, and a lot of change. So as a process engineer, I learned to Limit the change. So that's kind of what I do in my in my work world right now is um, limit the things that can change in a manufacturing facility.
0: That's a great lead-in because you know as we try to transition into this episode, we're you know, we're looking at maybe more ways of how we maintain and support our assets and our infrastructure and how we manage that, right? So again, in our first two episodes, we wanted to really talk about getting a handle on what we have. Now we want to discuss, you know, how we control that, manage it. So that leads into Asset Center. So let's just discuss a little bit about what Factory Talk Asset Center is and perhaps how would it be used?
2: Well, in my mind, Factory Talk Asset Center is key at reducing variability in a manufacturing process. I believe that most of the variability in the process comes from within the uh, within the procedures and the rules of the organization. And always getting back to a validated process is is key uh, when you've had disturbances uh, in the manufacturing. And so, Factory Talk Asset Center. Uh, in my opinion, is, is the key to maintaining a stable uh, manufacturing process, being able to get back to the program that was validated or the set of parameters that were validated when the process was established.
0: So when you say disturbances, what do you uh, typically see? What happens out there to disrupt the operation?
2: What I see, and this is what I always use because it was such a bizarre situation, but uh, in semiconductor, we ran uh, three shifts. It was like the shifts were in competition with one another. And uh, each shift had its own set of programs that they deemed would uh, perform the best. And their performance measurement was simply production. So they did not have a quality metric on their performance. Uh, and they were graded at the end of every shift. And so each of them would come in and reload the equipment with their own programs. And so you can imagine the variability from a process engineering standpoint that that created people coming in and, and downloading uh, uh, the program of the day. And so we really never really had a stable process because of all this all this variability that was being introduced. With Asset Center, we could establish the program that is validated and we can always run that program. That's not to say that improvements can't be made on the program. You know, that's you know, it's not a statement of nothing can be done. It's a statement of here's where we are. If we're going to move forward, then let's do it collaboratively and by all means create a better program. But let's all use the same program so that we can uh, eliminate the variability in the manufacturing process.
0: Kind of the main features of Asset Center is that change management and that version management part. So what's actually happening there for change management?
2: So Asset Center has several functions. One is the archive, the other is the audit, another one is security, and the other is diagnostics. But the archive, I, you know, from my background, I put a premium on the archive, the ability for an organization to collaboratively create a validated process and to archive the programs that make that validated process what it is. And that also forces structured continuous improvement, so that by all means, engineers, process engineers, technicians can can improve upon that. So with Asset Center, we would take the the validated process programs and we would archive them in Asset Center. They would be assigned a revision number for continuous improvement. People can check out the validated program what we call the penned copy. We can operate off of a penned copy or we can operate off of the latest revision, but it's probably best to operate off the penned copy. Engineers can take the penned copy. They can take it out of Asset Center. They can improve upon it. They can put it back into Asset Center as an increased revision number, but we don't have to operate on that new revision immediately. We can send that revision around for peer review. For others to look at it, to critique it, and then decide if we want to take the time to validate that new revision. Maybe the peers determined that it wasn't going to do what it what it was supposed to do. So it's really just kind of a peer review that you would have in engin- any engineering organization on improvements. We just don't act alone. Inside the manufacturing facility, we act as uh,
0: through peer review. So, yeah, probably taking something that maybe was being done in more of a, shall we say, manual process, you know, within the team, but perhaps automating that a little better with the asset center. I guess, giving more of a workflow feel to it.
2: Yeah, for me, everything's process. You know, you were talking about automating a manual process. Well, first, we have to have a manual process in order to automate it. But yeah, once we do automate it and validate it, then that validated copy needs to be archived. And it needs to be archived with a revision number. And it needs to be archived in a place that we know it is secure and cannot be tampered with, Asset Center provides that environment a lot of companies just uh, archive on a homegrown system. Uh, let's just put the files into a server data file that we've established. But the problem with that is somebody can go into that data file. They can open up the program. They can step on it, alter it, put it back in there. What you—it's not very secure. That uh, that homemade archiving on a server system. Is just not very secure. And the costs here are tremendous when it comes to uh, what it costs to pull the wrong program or, or have something that you think is correct, but it's not. You load it into your manufacturing equipment and you produce scrap for eight hours. Or worse yet, you produce a defect that gets out to your customers and then you have to recall that product. Just reducing the variability is the key thing with the with the archive. Where do we go when, if this piece of equipment dies, where do we go to get the program that we were running in this piece of equipment? That's really the key question.
0: Yeah, and that kind of leads into the another major feature is the disaster recovery aspect of it, right? So so right, you have your your good known copy, your approved program, and, and it's so amazing that even today in the, you know, the year 2020, that people don't have a good backup system for disaster recovery. We hear about these stories every day, you know, just lost programs when systems go down, right? Yeah, um, it'd be
2: one thing if, if it was an expensive ordeal, right? I mean, if the software for uh, disaster recovery and archiving was expensive in the scope of things, uh, you know, you look at, you know, you build scrap for eight hours, uh, you know, that's a tremendous cost. Uh, Those are intangible costs, but they shouldn't be, and the pressures are going to be exerted on manufacturing in the coming years with all of the the offshore competition for labor uh, bringing those jobs back to the U.S., the reduction of variability is just going to be imperative, and it's just not an expensive uh, ordeal to put the right uh, revision software in place. That's,
0: uh, that's actually a good point. because I mean, there's almost no question about wanting to back up your very important business data, right, on the business side or enterprise side yeah, of business. Yeah, But that's your cool. OT side um, is just as important.
2: It's kind of like the dog wagging the tail. I mean, you're right. We back up our business data. Uh, We know where all that's at. We can go back five years on that. But uh, if you said, well, show me five years worth of history on this uh, program, on your continuous improvement efforts, which those questions do come up in quality audits, by the way. You know, let's see your continuous improvement. Show us five years of continuous improvement on this process.
0: I would say most people could not produce that, I would imagine.
2: Right. But uh, Asset Center provide that. You brought up disaster recovery. Uh, Once we have the validated process, once it's running in manufacturing, how do we know that someone hasn't tampered with that process? And Asset Center provides a service that's called Audit and it'll record any changes that are made to any of the programs on the manufacturing floor it'll produce those audits onto a uh, SQL database and then that can be recalled from the uh, audit searches in uh, factory talk asset center those can be ad hoc searches so you could search and you could say let me see the uh, all the changes that have been made to this processor in the past 30 days? And hopefully the answer to that is zero. There have been no changes. Uh, So you could produce that report in an ad hoc fashion, or uh, you can schedule that report to come to you in the event. So if somebody makes a change at any point in the day, you could have a report sent to you via email of exactly what that change was, exactly when it was made, exactly who the authenticated user was that made that change. Uh, That's the audit side. The disaster recovery is uh, the automated portion of Asset Center going out at 2.45 in the morning and checking that processor to ensure that the program running in the processor is the same program uh, that is archived as the pin copy uh, in Asset Center server.
0: Basically, it's connecting to the to the plant floor network, and it's able to go out and and kind of detect all the devices out on that network and scan them for for versions and yeah. It's um,
2: it's scheduled. It's yeah. it's scheduled. You just schedule it to to go out at whatever time of day and upload the current copy that is running in that processor, and then it will uh, compare what it uploads up against the pinned copy in Asset Center Archive, and it'll produce a report and send that uh, disaster recovery report to relevant people in the organization that says, uh, I went out at 245, uploaded, compared it, and there were no changes shown. You, you know that nothing has been changed uh, in the past week, and it, which is when you're doing root cause failure analysis in manufacturing, you've got to have some sort of an audit trail. Uh, you can't have a uh, changes being made to the processor or to a process to a drive somebody changed a drive parameter disaster recovery function in asset center is a great way to know about that
0: yes it almost seems like that auditing capability is also kind of a uh... A good way to detect almost some cybersecurity intrusions, perhaps. And uh, I guess per- perhaps provide a little more insight into who is tampering or if someone's been tampering with your system.
2: Yeah, the most of the tampering is going to come from internally, from the lack of procedures, from the lack of discipline, from uh, not having a product like asset, like asset center in place. That's where the tampering is going to come from. And it's, it's just well-meaning people doing things in manufacturing to contribute. And the center provides the ability to, uh, to get back to that program. Disaster recovery will tell us that, hey, this parameter was changed in this drive. It'll automatically archive, by the way. So if it finds a problem uh, or finds a change, it'll, it'll bring that back. It'll say, okay, I found some changes here. I'm going to go ahead and make a new revision out of this. And so it, it puts that changed program into the archive as a revision number. So, you can study it you can understand it you know you it's uh, the change isn't lost you can uh, maybe it's a good change person did it for a very good reason and that change needs to be instituted And so in that case you would uh, have the peer review go on and uh, say okay well here's here's the change that was made it, it seems to improve production or it seemed to improve the quality and then the change the decision may be made well let's move the pen on the archive to this and let's just keep that change. In. In there.
0: Yeah, that's important. The key is to know, right? If you, in the past you didn't know those kind of things had been tweaked, right? That is correct. Yeah.
2: That is correct. You, in the in the past, we've been unaware of all the changes that can go
0: on. So you mentioned drives. You mentioned uh, PLCs, yeah. uh, Rockwell PLCs. What what other devices does Asset Manager or Asset Center manage?
2: Well, from an archive standpoint, you could archive. Any program in Asset Center, you could, you might have an operator work method uh, that you want to archive, and and Asset Center is set up as a plant model. You've got the areas and the lines uh, and the cells within the lines, so it sets up as a plant model. Uh, so you could archive any document that pertains to any of those cells or or lines on the cell or or areas. You could document any of those article PDFs or whatever. It, it is stored and it stores everything in SQL Server. As far as uploading compare, it does the best job with Rockwell automation products. It knows those products. It knows what a PowerFlex drive is. You could store other drive parameter files in Asset Center, but it would it would store it mostly as a as a bit format file. We could compare it to see. If one was different than the other, but we would just get a checksum uh, comparison with a PowerFlex drive that might have a thousand parameters in it, and uh, we would get very detailed information. Uh, you can create custom plugins or to uh, to compare and uh, FTP. You can create uh, use FTP to to create custom. So it doesn't have to be a Rockwell product, but it does the, it does the best job with Rockwells.
0: It seems like one of the last major benefits of Asset Center kind of ties back into the the theme of this series of asset management and uh, some of the life cycle management aspects, right, of kind of knowing what's on your plant floor, where it's at in its life cycle. Perhaps let's discuss a little bit about that, you know, what Asset well, Center can do. We've
2: had a tremendous amount of products introduced over the past 30 years. I mean, you know, you got to remember in, in 1990, you know, we were just getting uh, laptop computers, you know, working in this business for 30 years. We, we've seen a lot of products that are still running today. I mean, you know, we have processors running that were installed in, you know, the mid to late 80s. And we don't really think about those products until they break down. And then we go to try to buy a new one and uh, realize that, well, this has been discontinued. I mean, st- is still supported. I can still call in and get support on it. Uh, I can't buy a new one. So some of this stuff is glaringly obvious that it's been discontinued. And then other things get discontinued and we really never realize it because it just seems like yesterday that the product just came out. One thing that Asset Center will do is it will go out and scan the network for products and it will produce life cycle reports. Uh, it'll go out to the web It'll look at the life cycle reports on that product, and it'll it'll give a life cycle report that here are the products that are that are on this line, and uh, and here's their life cycle status. So you can see, well, okay, I've got some red ones here that that have been discontinued. I've got some yellow ones here that are active mature, and uh, I've got some green products here that, that are still active product. Uh, it's a great way to, at a glance, understand uh, your liabilities and understand that, well, if this particular product fails, I cannot go buy another one. So I might need to look at how we could put another product or or, or plan for the future of if this product fails, uh, what are we going to do? And I can rant on planning. Planning you know, doesn't cost a lot of money. Being down costs a lot of money. Being down without a plan costs a lot of money. (laughs) You know, so Asset Center will go out and look at the products uh, and it will uh, come back and give you a visual representation of uh, each line in your facility and what the life cycle is on those products.
0: That's good. Yeah, it sounds like Asset Center is kind of the easy bridge, shall we say, to install to kind of both assess what you have out there on your plant floor and then to manage what you have on the plant floor at the same time. So. Uh, that's a very powerful tool. Yeah,
2: I I consider it change management software for manufacturing is how I how I term asset center. The amount of money people become desensitized to being down, they just accept that it's just you know we're going to be down four hours a week or whatever the number is. Okay, it's just a natural thing that just happens in manufacturing and
0: part of the job. And yeah.
2: and it's just not. I mean, uh, it's not a natural thing. We should plan not to be down. If we are down, we should be planned to be back up as quickly as possible and as confidently as possible. It's one thing to get up quick, but it's another thing to be confident that we were, we are now where we were before we went down. And Asset Center provides that confidence.
0: Well, Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. I
2: enjoyed it, man. I always enjoy talking about manufacturing and reducing variability, and I think that's why we're here to help customers with those issues.
0: Absolutely, and I think we have lots of topics that we can cover in that space alone. So we'll um, hopefully get you back on the show here very soon.
2: Look forward to it.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of trc talks for support please see our website reynoldsonline.com and for those who are outside of our area please visit rockwellautomation.com to find your local authorized distributor we are very grateful for your feedback please check our show notes for links on how to contact our team and let us know if there are topics which you would like us to cover in a future episode Thank you again, and we'll see you next week for episode four of our series on Asset Minute.